MSW Media. News was swearing. Daily beans, daily beans, daily beans, daily beans. Hello and welcome to the Daily Beans for Monday, October twenty eighth, twenty nineteen. It is 4.13 p.m. Central Time, October twenty seventh, and with me today is Jordan Coburn. Hello. Hello, we are live in, well, we're not live to you, we're recording this, but we were live in Nashville at Politicon. We were with Jolene Banks. Yes, she's so great. Mm-hmm. And if you want to hear that entire panel and interview with the with the Q&A at the end, we'll be releasing that on the Muller She Wrote feed as a Muller She Wrote episode for tonight, for Sunday night, and the Daily Beans, this is going to be for tomorrow. Um, and let's just, uh, we're going to try something new. Uh, we're going to just go through the headlines and then we'll break them down and talk, we'll take a deeper dive into them. But first of all, uh, from the Washington Post, the White House delayed Ukraine trade decision in August, a signal that U.S. suspension of cooperation extended beyond security funds. So now we have a quid, 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 pro, quo, quo. Mm -hmm, mm Mm-hmm. More stuff for for more stuff, or for the same thing. The I same imagine. two things, yeah. yeah. The same quo quo. Right. But now we've got White White House meeting trade decisions and uh, military aid being yep. withheld. Classy. Yeah, super classy. Um, also, before I continue with the headlines, if you hear a weird echo or if we sound different, we're in our hotel room. So I just wanted to let you know we're not in our uh, home podcast studio. So that is what's going on with that. Uh, Let's see. Also a Washington Post, a federal judge holds Betsy DeVos in contempt in a student loan case and finds the Department of Education Mm $100,000. It just seems backwards to find the Department of Education for that. (laughs) (laughs) That's true. I wish it could come out of her personal pocket. Yeah. They just had to stand there and watch her take out all of her dollar bills. Yeah. Like, thank you. Come back tomorrow with another full pocket (laughs) until it's done. And she has to take a walk of shame every day into the courthouse and just give all of her her cash back. With that lady from Game of Thrones following her, ringing a bell. The lady with the white hair? No, shame. Oh. (laughs) The shame lady. (laughs) I haven't watched that show. Oh. I know. Well. There's a shame lady. Okay, good. She follows you and rings a bell. And, and, and she says, shame. shame. <laughs> yeah. Is she like spooky? No. Well, I mean, you know, spooky as a shame lady is. Uh, but no, she's just wearing a gray dress and a gray. She's like kind of like a nun. Interesting. That yeah. is very spooky. Yeah. And it only happened once in the show. So I don't know if it's uh, a if it's a common. It's a religious thing, though. <clears throat> it seems it would seem as such. Shame. But I think everything was kind of religious based on that shit. Yeah. yeah uh, totally. In that that particular part of the show. Totally. Uh, let's see. New York Times Justice Department opens a criminal investigation into its own Russia investigation. Fantastic. <laughs> I mean, what is has that not already been happening? Well, <clears throat> there was a, an investigation into right. the oranges of the exactly. investigation. Yeah, exactly. This is a criminal investigation now. They're they're calling it criminal. Apparently, what happened is during Inspector General Horowitz's, that's the Department of Justice Inspector General, during his questioning of people about the origins of the Russia investigation, a low-level employee lied. And so I think a criminal referral was made, and that's what... To the FBI. Yeah. And so that's what this is... Uh, the Department of Justice is opening this criminal investigation for, which means it's a super limited scope. Yeah, that's going to be weird for the FBI to be investigating two separate parties <laughs> for the same allegations, <laughs> basically. Well, not same allegations, but you know what I mean. Yeah. Same, same, same investigation empirically 
flip side of it. Yeah. And yeah. and to you know, to to tell you the truth, Inspector General Horowitz's report on the origins of the investigation comes out this month. There'll probably be a lot Allegedly. of bad there'll probably be a lot of bad shit in it. There always is. There's no, there's no such thing as a good Inspector General report. I've never read one at least. Uh but there's gonna be the the overall finding is gonna be there was no wrongdoing. Um, is is my feeling uh, we did get a little glimpse of it uh, I think about a month or two ago we got reporting that uh, Horowitz had interviewed Christopher Steele mm-hmm. because you know at the at the heart of this conspiracy theory is that the dossier was phony and also that you know Papadopoulos was set up it was yeah. all like Mifsud was working for the government and he wasn't um that's been shown. Uh, we've gotten confirmation from the Italians on that, from yeah. Italian intelligence. And, you know, obviously there's just no, there's nothing to this. Mm-hmm. When does Barr become an actual subject of an investigation? Yeah. Well, first of all, he's got to re- recuse from the current one. Yeah. <laughs> Which uh, House Judiciary Dems are, are asking him to do. They all, all 10 of them wrote a letter and said, you got to recuse yourself, dude. Your name is all over this shit. Well, can't House committees investigate him? Yeah, yeah, for sure. They can. Um, they probably already are. Right. And if he's, it's that thing where he is a subject of it, then they're not going to call him in. Well, yeah, I would assume Similarly. so. But I think it would be leaked, um, diff- you know, as if he were much different from an FBI investigation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Where yeah. like Giuliani doesn't know. Yeah. That he's, you know, he's like, no one's ever talked to me. It's like, yeah, bro. Cause yeah. yeah. Well, inadvertently they're investigating his conduct, right? With all, with all of these other witnesses like Don McGahn, just on the obstruction case, because once you can establish obstruction with all of these corroborating witnesses, you can then go back and look at why did you whitewash the summaries then? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And I, I do have to say that um, the, the timeline of how the, of how the investigation was opened um, per Andy McCabe in his book The Threat and in talks I've seen him give is makes 100% sense. Mm-hmm. So yeah, there were probably texts between Strzok and Page about what a piece of shit Trump was. Yeah, there's probably, you know, and we know that. Yeah, there's probably other shitty things that went on. Mm-hmm. But there's, I don't think there's going to be any finding other than it was credible. The FISA warrant was credible. Opening the investigation was credible. They had clear, articulable facts that you need to open an investigation that were, you know, beyond a reason, not even beyond a reasonable doubt, but beyond preponderance of the evidence or, or what's the probable cause. That's what you need to open an investigation. And and they had that. They had it in spades, especially mm-hmm. with Manafort, Papadopoulos, Page, and who was the fourth? Flynn. So, I mean, it's obvious to me, but we'll see. We'll see when it comes out. There's going to, they're going to cherry pick it and throw the bad parts at in our faces. But mm-hmm. I think on, on the whole, kind of like they did with the struck, uh, and page text IG report and mm-hmm. then also the Comey IG report said you know Comey did some shady shit but he nothing broke the law and he wasn't biased in his work so mm-hmm. that's what I think it'll be we'll see uh, but this criminal investigation into itself uh, is just it, it, it just takes the DOJ to a whole other level of not being an independent force it's for political it's a political hit job to use Trump's favorite turn of phrase it's um it's doing irreparable harm, I think, to our institutions. The fact that the president wants the Department of Justice to investigate our own intelligence community mm-hmm. and take the word of the Russians over, you know, our own intelligence community is just—it's catastrophic and terrible. Mm-hmm. 
Um, from Politico, National Security Council official Tim Morrison plans to testify even if the White House tries to block him. Nice. His testimony's coming Thursday. And that, one, sorry, go ahead. Uh, he, yeah, he's the one who was mentioned 15 times by Bill Taylor in his opening statement. Beautiful. Um, and he's going to corroborate the whistleblower. Everyone's corroborated it. Even Sondland, we got word this weekend, Sondland's lawyer said, Sondland testified that there was a quid pro quo. Mm -hmm. He said, I'm not a lawyer and I don't speak Latin, but there's a, this is a quid pro quo. Right. And we were talking about this with Joe Weinbanks on our Politico panel politico <laughs> politicon sorry different organization next month that they start having those public hearings then bringing people like sondland back to reiterate that in public is hugely important i hope he does that yeah and you'll also they be able that. to see what the republicans have been doing behind the scenes we, you know when they complain God. that they, they aren't involved at all all they've been doing is bringing up this 2016 conspiracy theory yep. nunez brought up this you know the steel dossier uh they, they they've just been just asking stupid questions uh, and they have been participating and they are involved all the all the republicans on all three committees um are allowed and mm -hmm. have been it's five minutes and five minutes five minutes each mm -hmm. i would love to get to see some republicans are because there's there's got to be at least one republican who's questioning would not take the exact same line of logic as the others like someone like nunez would do so that'll be very satisfying to see yeah, like heard or, yeah. yeah. So and that's just that asking more objective questions. And I wonder if Republicans at home seeing that will look at that and be like, you know, I, I actually think I kind of maybe more identify with a representative like that than I do this next person that's going to fucking spit furiously as they're right in the face. And It'd be nice. Yeah. Makes me wish Justin Amash was on one of those committees. Right. <laughs> um, but I imagine increasingly there's got to be like one by one, hopefully gop people that will do that yeah and to think that we're already at 50 percent of the country wanting to impeach and remove him before we even get to the public hearings is pretty significant yeah uh, i think nixon had a 70 percent approval rating or something before mm -hmm. they started they should have like a like on dancing with the stars and there's like a live voting aspect to it you know yeah there should be there should be something like that on c-span but for the representatives and how you approve of what they should they just said <laughs> That would be just cool. a live just a live poll that just shows like how much America hates them. Yeah. On the side of the TV. Like how they like, used to do for the devastating blow to represent <laughs> how they used to do for the debates. Exactly. Remember they'd have that little That would have been a better, more relevant example, yes. <laughs> <laughs> well, hey, we can always take it to the C SPAN party bus that we saw today. Yeah. Big party inside the C SPAN bus. Hello. Yeah, they did. That that was their whole Welcome. installation was a giant party looking bus. Welcome. Welcome to the C SPAN party bus. Yeah. And all, all the furniture is tan. It's beige. I don't, I don't know why we found or where where we found this, but we found all of it. Uh, let's see. From the Hill, Lindsey Graham wants to send a letter to Pelosi. We, we This is from Wednesday of last week. He was going to send a letter to Pelosi telling her the Senate Republicans would not vote for to remove Trump from office. And this is just classic because Republicans were like, bro, we're not going to do that because if we don't sign the letter, the Democrats will know where our caucus is split. And so instead, he, he proposed a resolution that Republicans would have to vote on, <laughs> which gets them even more on the record than not signing a letter would. Mm -hmm. uh, and, and the resolution is just, it's hilarious because... The resolution against impeachment? Yeah, because Lindsey Graham himself said, I'm not saying Trump didn't do anything wrong. I'm just saying I don't like this process, even though it's the exact process that he was yeah. all about right. in, in 1998. I'm not saying he did anything wrong. I'm just saying if he did, we're not going to hold him accountable for yeah. starting right now <laughs> before we know everything. Like, it's so simple. In an investigation, you don't get 
cross-examination. You don't, in a grand jury, you don't get to bring your lawyers in. Yeah. You come in, you get questioned, you go home. Then we'll have public testimony, and which is that they're asking for it. I, You know, like so many people have said, be careful what you wish for, because we are going to be starting public testimony in November, and you'll see how sh- really shitty that's going to be for Donald Trump. Mm-hmm. Especially if p- people like Sondland, douchebags like Sondland are like, yeah, this, this is quid pro quo. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Uh, raw story says White House fears some GOP senators may choose to retire and impeach Trump on the way out the door. <laughs> cracks me that up. doesn't sound like a fear. That sounds like a fantasy. That sounds like a song. Wait, you're leaving and voting for impeachment? Amazing. <laughs> That's fantastic. Watch me impeach you as I'm walking out the door. <laughs> uh yeah so that's hilarious to me that that uh, i think that would be fantastic Mm -hmm. Uh, but there's probably a lot of senators who want to keep their job but if they vote i think they know if they vote to exonerate him it's going to hurt him in the election especially if we get the grand jury materials uh in time and we find out trump lied yeah i'm all personally 100 percent for that though if that's whatever tactic they need to do to vote for him for to vote for impeachment good honestly i believe in congressional term limits anyways so yeah and i love it anyway you know because then we could we have a better chance at running against a non-incumbent than an incumbent for that seat so it would be easier to beat him in the election anyway yeah uh all right let's see Bolton's lawyers are in talks with the White House to get Bolton to testify. We knew this. And also, there's a second guy named Kupperman, who is the number two to Bolton uh, at the NSC. And he's a national security advisor. And he has sued. He has filed a lawsuit to get the court to tell him what he has to do. Meaning, he's gotten a subpoena to come and be deposed for the impeachment investigation. And he's the White House has told him he can't. Mm-hmm. So he's asking the court. Like, mm-hmm. usually a subpoena is how you cover your ass. Like, when Mazars, you know, when uh, the Dems in Congress asked Mazars for Trump's financials, Mazars was like, subpoena us. Mm-hmm. That gives them cover. So if Trump gets mad or sues him, they had a subpoena. They had to do this. So he should just be able to respond to the subpoena. But he's taking it a step further, and he's filing a lawsuit, and he's wanting a court order so that, that the court says... Yes, you must testify. And the cool thing about this is that if the court rules in favor of having him testify, that pretty much blows up their whole argument about blanket immunity. Right. Right? Because you say, because the court's going to have to rule on Trump's invocation of this privilege. Mm-hmm. And it's doesn't that exist. That congressional subpoena supersedes that privilege. Not only that, but it's, there's no such privilege. Right, yeah. So it's, That argument, I should say. Right. Yeah. Because so, courts never had to decide that because no one's ever tried to come up with this <laughs> like blanket sweeping privilege that yeah. just applies to anyone and everyone for any you know thing. And it's, it's obvious executive privilege covers certain policy discussions and it has to be done on a one-by-one basis to get a waiver or whatever. This is just a blanket total immunity. It doesn't exist. The court will find that, and I think that that will make it impossible. It will that will just take one of the their their defenses completely out from underneath them. So I'm I'm excited about that. Yeah, I think so too. For the 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 person who is looking to follow the congressional subpoena, but just has Trump giving them that shit, I think this will be good for them. But there's still going to be people who get the congressional subpoena and still like Lewandowski and still are on Trump's side, in which case that court case virtually means nothing yet unless the Congress chooses to actually act on their contempt of Congress acts, basically, True. with that judgment behind them. Right. True. And, and of course, uh, 
Bolton or uh, Copperman's lawyer is the same lawyer that Bolton has. And so I think this is another way for them to, I think they're kind of clearing the way to, to have Bolton testify. Yeah. Um, Seems like that's going to happen. I think so too. And that, and that would, that would take away the argument that this is a deep space, deep state, <laughs> deep space, deep space nine, <laughs> that it's deep space nine. No, that uh, it's a deep state, you know, never Trumper like Bill mm-hmm. Taylor or whatever. Like you can't, I mean, he's, it's Bolt, it's Bolton. It's mm-hmm. John Bolton. Um, we're going to go into this headline a little bit later, but the feds blew a door off of a safe and issued a subpoena for Steve Fruman, <laughs> Igor's brother. <laughs> Steve. <laughs> uh, Associated Press, House investigators subpoena Vought and Duffy from the Office of Management and Budget and Brechbuehl, the State Department counselor. They've been named in a lot of these testimonies that we've heard. Vought and Duffy uh, refused to be deposed, and so they've been subpoenaed now. Uh, Ukraine, New York Times, Ukraine knew of aid freeze by early August, mm. which undermines Trump's defense that it couldn't be a quid pro quo because the Ukrainians didn't know. Mm-hmm. Yes, they did. <gasps> they didn't know. They were just <laughs> sadly waiting all yeah. alone like a, like a dog waiting for their <laughs> master to come home. Like when my cat's food bowl not... gets halfway empty. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Let me just clarify that. I am no way saying that we are mas- the master of Ukraine. Please do not no. take my analogy. I don't think that. anyone thought that. I think it was a dog you situation. Know, I don't sure. know. Some people just look for that stuff. That's true. You probably not shouldn't listen. Probably earmuffs. Yeah. If you're looking for things to be mad about. Um, Washington Post, company with ties to Trump's brother got $33 million security contract for U.S. Marshals. That's uh, interesting. That's Robert Trump. Uh, he's, uh, yeah, we'll go into that a little bit later in the show. And USA Today, Reeker subpoenaed the morning of his testimony Saturday. He testified on a Saturday. They worked on Saturday. They worked this weekend. Um, and he was subpoenaed because early in the morning, because the state department tried to block him just like every other. Now they've got the subpoenas ready to go. No, no, now they're a little a bit wiser, but he testified. And, uh, Flynn's lawyer claims the FBI tampered with interview notes. <laughs> and we'll go into that later. Uh, and Politico, judge rules the Department of Justice must turn over Mueller grand jury material to the House Democrats. So we've gotten we've gotten into that um, uh, pretty heavily, and, and we'll talk a little bit more about it later in the show. But we're going we're to take a quick break, and then we're going to go dive into these headlines. We'll be right back. This episode of Daily Beans is brought to you by Skillshare. Skillshare is an online learning community with thousands of amazing classes covering dozens of creative, tech, and entrepreneurial skills. Lifelong learning is so important. Whether you're returning to an old passion, looking for a side hustle, or shoring up your current career, Skillshare has you covered. You can take classes in everything from photography and creative writing to design, productivity, and more. Uh, I'm currently taking a class on how to delegate to get outstanding results. I've been trying to do everything myself, and I'm burning the candle at both ends. I've always had a hard time letting go of tasks. But the great interface and applicable content on the Skillshare platform made it so easy for me to learn that new skill. So I'm thankful for that. So join the millions of students already learning on Skillshare today with a special offer just for our listeners. Get two months of Skillshare for free. That's right. Skillshare is offering the Daily Beans listeners two months of unlimited access to thousands of classes for free by heading to Skillshare.com slash Daily Beans. So sign up, go to Skillshare.com slash Daily Beans. That's Skillshare.com slash Daily Beans to start your two months now. You'll be glad you did. All right, time for a quick impeachment update before we, you know, dive so we dive into these headlines. The biggest story for both the Mueller probe and the current impeachment inquiry was the biggest win yet, not just for the Dems, but for justice and democracy. I know people got on me for saying the Dems win. Uh, as we predicted, Judge Beryl Howell has ordered the Department of Justice to hand over the Mueller grand jury materials to the House Judiciary and gave them until October 30th. That's two days from now. Uh, this grants all the grand jury material redactions plus all the grand jury interviews 
themselves, plus all the other grand jury materials that were used. It is the mother load, and it mirrors the Jaworski roadmap of Watergate, which led to Nixon's resignation. Now, we know Trump isn't the resigning type, but a few other critical things that came from this ruling. First, the impeachment inquiry is real, according to the judge, Judge Beryl Howell, meaning that Trump no longer has the fake impeachment because there wasn't a vote in the House argument. You have to have a full resolution. Uh, although he'll likely still make that argument and they'll continue to you know, call the process a sham process. Mm -hmm. uh, also, what's under these redactions could be critical to the current impeachment inquiry, including the fact that Trump lied to prosecutors. Now, that is a speculation, but I am 100% certain uh, that Trump lied about having previous knowledge or foreknowledge of the WikiLeaks dumps. Right. Because he said that he didn't in his written answers. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I think that that's false. And I think that the Roger Stone stuff will show that. Yeah. I mean, just like he lied about Ukraine. Yeah, pretty much. But to have that he lied, that's a, a real strong point for uh, any impeachment inquiry. Mm -hmm. Would, uh, wouldn't would be complete without <laughs> without actual, like, factual documentation of a proven lie. Yeah. Executive lying privilege. <laughs> so that's a clear felony that Senate Republicans may not be able to ignore, right? I'm not sure whether Pelosi, like I said, will wait for the appeals process to get these materials because I know that October 30th is two days away, um, but they're going to appeal it. They have to. They, I, I don't. I don't see why they wouldn't appeal it. Uh, but it's on a fast track, so that that would probably put us in January, February timeframe, which oddly mirrors the Watergate timeline exactly. But that could go against Pelosi's current plan of keeping the scope narrow and getting it done fast. But if you have evidence, like I said, that could push the Senate to remove him, it, it, I think it would be worth waiting. Uh, a few other stories. As the New York Times reports that Ukraine got word on the freeze of military aid in early August, undercutting Trump's latest excuse that there can't be a quid pro quo because the Ukrainians did not know assistance had been blocked. So according to interviews and documents obtained by New York Times, Ukraine knew by the first week of August, which also means that Ukrainian government was aware of the freeze during the most during most of the period where Giuliani was pressing Zelensky to make public a public commitment, mm -hmm. put in you know put in the public box as right. Trump says, um, Trump this voicing of the investigation. What the voicing of the investigation? Yeah, saying yeah. that they're investigating Burisma and that they're right. investigating 2016. Mm -hmm. uh, and Trump just keeps moving the goalposts. He started at no quid pro quo, and today it's. Okay, quid pro quo, but nothing corrupt. And then it's uh, sounds corrupt, but the Ukrainians didn't know. So there's no quid pro quo. And now that's gone. So what's next? And now it's just the sham process, I think. What does he mean by like the Ukrainians didn't know? Isn't that aid that we've historically given to them already? I think that they didn't know that their shit was being withheld for that reason. Right. Hmm. So if they're not a knowing party to that. But we have his version of what exactly, happened on the, on the call. Phone call. So any any old, <laughs> I was going to say idiot, but that's not nice. Any old person <laughs> would be like, hmm, on the phone call, he asked me to do something with a qualifier, though, yeah. on the end of it. And this aid that should be here by now, I think, is not. I wonder if those are connected. I need you to do me a favor, though. Mm -hmm. And that, though, is going to kick his ass. He thought it was a good idea to release that transcript. It just shows that he doesn't think there's, he probably just doesn't think there's anything wrong with it. And then when people directly quote his transcript, he calls them a liar. I know. I don't, I don't even. It's such a mind fuck. It, it breaks my brain. <laughs> it's hard. It's hard, right? It's yes. Hard. Well, it's just. I'm, yeah, I mean, it's just like if someone came out one day and was like, oh, no, that guy's purple. That guy's 100% purple. 
I'd probably pull a stoner. Blue doesn't even thing exist. And, and what is blue? I'd probably pull a stoner thing and be like, "Oh, it's your perception, bro." Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but yeah, facts are facts, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, also, the White House apparently delayed the restoration of trade privileges with Ukraine in early August, which makes it, like I said, a quid 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 pro quo quo. Uh, now we're withholding White House visits, military aid, and trade privileges in exchange for Biden and DNC investigations. Apparently, John Bolton told Lighthizer, the White House trade rep, to withdraw a recommendation to restore some of Ukraine's train pri- trade privileges. This could be a big thing for a Bolton testimony, by the way. Telling him that Trump probably would oppose any action that benefited the Ukrainians. Like, hey, Lighthizer, I know that you're the trade rep. Uh, and you're recommending to restore some of Ukraine's trade privileges, don't. Because mm-hmm. Trump isn't going to want anything nice to happen to the U- for the Ukrainians until they agree to do these things, mm-hmm. to do these two things. Or even then, I mean, who's to say that he wouldn't just continue to do Putin's bidding? Yeah, exactly. And that's what, uh, I think that's what Bill Taylor was, nightmare scenario was. He yeah. says, what if we hand over the aid and he's still... Or what if we, what if he said, what if he makes these investigations announcements in his public box and Trump still withholds the aid? Yeah. Or let's say that he follows through on that one quid pro quo and then moving forward just fucks Ukraine over. Yeah. He could do that too. Yeah. Criminals, I mean, it's not like mobsters have no, like, it's not like their word is good for nothing. Their their word is good for something sometimes, right? Because in it, they figure out situations that they're going to benefit and they'll pull through their side of the deal for that benefit and then treat you as if like nothing has ever happened up until that point and they screw you over just like the next guy. Yeah. I mean, it would be like if I owned a furniture store and in order to get protection, the mafia shook me down mm-hmm. and I and they, I said I had to give them $1,000. So I gave them $1,000. And then am I supposed you to... think you're cool. Am I supposed to be like, everything's great now right it's no. all better and all fixed yeah sleep they're, they're one gonna eye open they're gonna take care of me now that's not how yeah you're exactly right that's just not how the mafia works especially if as a store owner you donated all of your money to anti-mob causes because ukraine is like <laughs> empirically against russia <laughs> yeah so so here's bolton telling lighthizer and i'm sure lighthizer will have to testify and of course if we get bolton's testimony that you know he he said he recommended not to you know allow the trade privileges to resume based on knowing what Trump would and would not approve of and why well because he right now he's in the middle of withholding aid from them until they do these two specific things uh, and we know that this happened, at least I know, uh, we know, like, I don't think that this has actually been proven, but that when we sold him the javelins last time, it was to get those, uh, to get him to stop cooperating with Mueller, which they did. Mm-hmm. Um, so they stopped sending Manafort information over and that could have been detrimental to the outcome of, of that investigation. Mm-hmm. Uh, and of course, like I said, Bolton's number two guy, Kupperman has filed his lawsuit, um, and they share the same lawyer. So that just is, I think, is another uh, level of insulation. I'm interested to see how fast this goes through the courts. Now that Judge Beryl Howell, and even though her decision about the grand jury materials will be appealed, she has made the decision that the inquiry is legit. Mm-hmm. And so now I'm, I'm, I'm looking to see, and I'm going to make a mental note to see how fast shit goes through the courts. Because that case was actually filed by Jerry Nadler and the House Judiciary right. Dems on July 27th. Right. The that, night we were in Chicago. Yeah. And this is this is in only response to the Congress's right to get these materials. 
Absolutely. Right. So then I guess moving forward, first off, I hope she gets to oversee any of the challenges that come up. <laughs> <laughs> I wish you could handpick your judges. No, she's DC Circuit Court. This will have to go to the Circuit Court of Appeals. Yeah. I hope Merrick Garland ends up on that case. Yeah. Because yeah, they randomly. Justice. Yeah, they randomly um, appoint the judges. That would be great. Yeah. For the, for the three judge panel to include Merrick Garland. Yeah. My. <laughs> I I hope though that once these precedents are set, it just sends as a it serves as a quick sort of flashcard that you can just hold up when someone tries to pull a move. Just be like, nope, there's a rule for that. That's against the rules. Exactly. Know? So with the Kupperman case, if the judge finds that yes, Kupperman, you 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 can appear for this subpoena, there won't be any appeals because it's his own case. Mm-hmm. <laughs> then uh yeah, then you just whenever Trump says no uh blanket privilege immunity, you just hold up that card. Like right. you hold up that case citation and say no that you're you're a judge has found the courts have found your immunity to be bullshit Mm -hmm. it is does not exist you may not use it Mm -hmm. uh, here or anywhere do you think there's a possibility that trump will seek legal action against the people that testify and defy his executive privilege claim yeah maybe but he will lose yeah and then he will end up having to pay the court fees if it's a federal case yeah i think so too but wouldn't that just be insane i could see that as one of those like bigger but still kind of incremental steps towards fascism yeah under him he could totally do that yeah just being like uh you know what you've you violated executive privilege which i say is against the law you're arrested and you're gonna stay in my trump jail that that i've been building (laughs) (laughs) It's just I in the shape Trump of Trump's head. Yeah, everyone's like, where did this thing come you have from? to enter in through the mouth. <laughs> yeah, that's what it has. That's what Area 51 has actually been. It's just Trump building his own jails. Oh. What if he starts building his own jails? Oh, God. Oh, my God. We got to get rid of him now. Oh, my God. <laughs> Dude. Oh, my God. Don't think about it. It's not going to. Don't. Don't even think about it. Yeah. Just. We'll just impeach him. And we'll vote him out of office, yeah. and hopefully he'll leave. And if he doesn't, we'll get the Secret Service to drag him out. Right. And that's what we're gonna—that's what's gonna be pay-per-view. So I'm excited. Uh, <laughs> we'll be right back with more. Just hang on for one second. This episode of the Daily Beans is brought to you by the amazing people at Rothy's. They're busy making the most comfortable shoes out of recycled plastic water bottles. They're stylish, sustainable, comfortable, and washable. And it's no surprise they have over a thousand nearly perfect reviews. They come in several styles, including the point, the loafer, the sneaker, and the flat. And they come in tons of patterns and colors, and they're constantly updating and selling out. Uh, I have the flat and the point in black, and I can't say enough amazing things about these shoes. First, they travel brilliantly because they're compact and comfortable. Plus, they're breathable and machine washable, so I just throw mine in the laundry, and it's like getting a fresh pair of shoes. They're also, also stylish, so I can wear them to meetings and then dress them up later for cocktails. So whether I'm, you know, wearing a boss lady pantsuit or yoga pants or a skirt or a dress... Rothy's fit any outfit perfectly. And they're sustainable, made of plastic water bottles in a zero-waste factory that ship directly in the box so there's no wasted packaging. So far, Rothy's have diverted over 35 million water bottles from oceans and landfills. So check out the amazing styles available right now at rothys.com slash dailybeans. That's R-O-T-H-Y-S dot com slash dailybeans to get your new favorite flats. Comfort, style, and sustainability. These are the shoes you've been waiting for. So head to rothys.com slash dailybeans today. All right, more impeachment news. First, CNN has found that Igor Fruman's brother, Steve, has been subpoenaed, and the feds have blown a door off a safe as part of executing a warrant in the ongoing investigation. I don't know whose safe it is. Also executing a door. 
Yes. <laughs> mm. <laughs> I love you so much. <laughs> Your face, you're like, yeah, yeah. You like that? You like that? <laughs> we don't know uh, quite why they've subpoenaed Steve. This is, uh, I'm going to make some guesses because it seems pretty obvious to me, but this is Igor's brother. Uh, and like I said, we don't know if the safe that the feds blew up was his, but we did know that Fruman's brother worked at the same company that he did. Uh, feds are now sifting through over 50 bank accounts and have put for four people and have put a filter team in place to go through warrant you know the warrant booty all the stuff they got from the warrants mm -hmm. and filter out anything that could be attorney client privilege this is what was happening before in that you know that when they had that magistrate doing that mm -hmm. in the Mueller investigation uh and because when we when they went through all cohen shit yep. remember and yeah this is going to happen when they arrest giuliani too they're going to oh have to go God, piece, they need to hire 10 of those people. piece by piece to look and see what's attorney client privilege what can't be covered because of the crime fraud exception fraud guarantee if you will yeah uh, Igor seems to have used his brother's address when making political donations. So while the mainstream media doesn't know why Fruman's brother is involved, it seems pretty obvious to me that, you know, his brother um, used their, you know, the, the business's address, his his brother's address when making political donations. So mm -hmm. that's, I mean, that's so either campaign finance violations. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely that. But also I wonder if that, that means his brother was like a knowing participant in that fraud. Yeah, or he's co-conspirator he for didn't sure. Tell, or he just didn't tell him. <laughs> right? And he just did it anyway. Uh. Yeah. Hey, you make a million dollar donation. Use this address and this name. Go. Mm -hmm. You know. Okay. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Not, I'm not going to ask any questions about right. it. Right. Well, it seems totally legit. And I don't think they, they send letters or anything like, thank you for your million dollar donation that you listed this address for. Yeah. They, I don't think they do that. Nah, that would be. They should though. The least they could do is send a card. A thank you card. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe a Starbucks five dollar. Yeah. Thank you for invest investing in this fraudulent president. Here's a fifty cents Hallmark card. Here's your fraud there guarantee. Are no Hallmark cards that are fifty cents. <laughs> no, like not anymore. Nine dollars. Yeah. <laughs> it's got a singing thing in it. Yeah. 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 No one asks for that. No one does. No. And especially when you record yourself. Stop you can't it. even enjoy it in a small place. I know. It's like Woody the Christmas tree. Right. <laughs> She wasn't even listening. <laughs> Woody, the Woody the Christmas tree. I look over at Amanda. She's not listening. That was for you. Oh, yes. <laughs> yes. Oh, God, at the mall. Yeah. yeah. Woody, the, Woody the Christmas That's tree. Right. Halifax McMac Mall. Yeah. Mall. <laughs> also, also, the impeachment committees are hard at work over the weekend. Everybody's working on the weekend. And that's for the weekend. Never mind. Take that song back. Uh, after the incredible service for the incomparable Elijah Cummings, um, after those drew to a close, uh, Adam Schiff and his colleagues went right back to work. Um, uh, and I would think he would want them to do that mm -hmm. and defending democracy, holding Trump to account. So Saturday, Reeker testified before the committees. Reeker is the diplomat in charge of U.S. policy for Europe. He told the House Saturday that Pompeo and other top leaders in the State Department rejected his requests to publicly support Masha Yovanovitch the ousted ambassador to Ukraine. So he wrote a letter saying, can you stop being a dick? Uh, maybe. Mm -hmm. You're the State Department. Uh, you're Secretary of State. You should be supporting your employees. Mm -hmm. uh, and he told Hale, number three at the State Department, actually. He didn't tell Pompeo directly. He told this guy Hale. And Breckbuehl, who's mm -hmm. going to be testifying soon. Uh, and he told the, those two, because uh, Breckbuehl's a lawyer for the State Department, and said, tell Pompeo about my concerns regarding the lies being told about Yovanovitch. And no one's really sure how much got, that got to Pompeo. But Reeker was told by the State Department not to testify again. But last minute, as I said, they issued a morning subpoena 
the mornings do 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 subpoena yeah very close to like a morning wood kind of thing yeah subpoena just sounds like penis to me and it always will the first time i saw actually i don't (laughs) i've never asked any questions about this part of my life but i should i saw a subpoena on our desk once in the house my dad's an attorney actually that's okay all right that's probably right just i just remembered that that very important detail and i saw it and i always thought i think i've already told this story on the podcast before a subpoena yeah i just thought i just thought it was like a weird way to spell subpoenas subpoenas <laughs> i thought it was just a really weird way to spell penis i'm gonna spell penis and it, and it was just like another iteration of my family not talking to me about sex things <laughs> i think we should start spelling penis p-o-e-n-a-s yeah it would definitely penis. make it sound more like classy nice penis yeah penis penis <laughs> sounded sweet. I know. Nice penis. Uh, okay, so that's from the movie penis. Splash. Uh, let's see. The other State Department official, Tim Morrison, is set to testify. Tim Morrison is a White House National Security Council official, so he's not. Uh, I mean, he's State Department, but he's in the National um, Security Council office, NSC. His attorney said he will testify, even if the White House directs him not to, provided there's a subpoena. Penis. <laughs> there's a subpoena imagine if you had an image of a letter in your head every time you said it too oh just like, and now i do yeah that just read subpoenas yeah sometimes it said subpoena and then sometimes the, the, the letters would all like dyslexia just rearrange themselves <laughs> to spell penis, penis. Yeah. <laughs> um so tim morrison's attorney like i said they, they, he wants a subpoena friendly subpoena um first currently serving white house official to testify uh, and he's the first one that was actually on the July 25th phone call. So that takes away the hearsay mm-hmm. uh, argument. That's mm-hmm. firsthand knowledge. No whistleblower needed. Uh, I don't even think the whistleblower needs to testify. But of course, I think <laughs> after listening to Joe Banks today, so you want to get everybody on the record testifying. It's just important to get all the facts. Yeah. And I think they should just do it in an offsite location and not tell. I mean, but the, the Republicans will have to be there. So right. I think it'll leak. Like Nunes will just tell everyone or something. I do think there's a serious national security concern in general for the whistleblower, though, that might not exist for the other people that corroborates his whistleblower complaint, which kind of doesn't really make any sense to me because the whistleblower didn't have firsthand experience with it either, right? He's like, or I shouldn't say either. He didn't have firsthand experience with it, period. But for some reason, since Trump is blasting out all this say who the whistleblower is like find the whistleblower it's it's just crafting negative punitive energy towards him or her yeah i think they'll have to take it's it's witness intimidation for sure right Um, but they'll have to take it off site and and they'll have to do it like via satellite so he's on a tv screen and not in the room he or she but Uh, showing their face you think no right they will yeah they'll black out the face and change the voice that's what i'm thinking is the only way that they can do this Uh, otherwise nunez is just going to tell and but apparently according to oh who was it uh some douchebag uh said that trump already knows who the whistleblower is and and everyone knows who the whistleblower is or something i I can't remember who that was it was on a news show um so weird but yeah so so tim morrison was on that call uh so he has firsthand knowledge um so that's interesting he's also a key figure identified by bill taylor as a witness to trump's effort to withhold military aid from ukraine in order to bend Zelensky's knee basically the pentagon the state department the office of management budget and the white house can try to block witnesses all they want um with bill taylor and tim morrison every single defense they have is shot to shit and i put all the beans on them both publicly testifying when they start public hearings in november i think everyone will Mm -hmm. 
um, be brought to, to testify publicly. I hope they actually start in November. They're not just saying that. Yeah, mid-November would be great. That would be a nice Thanksgiving. Mm-hmm. Uh, so he testifies Thursday. And to me, he's the second biggest witness no, uh, so far next to Bill Taylor. Um, uh, only John Bolton and Kupperman could, could, could do more damage, I think. So next week's going to be lit. So we'll be right back with some beautiful schadenfreude. So stick around. Hey, it's AG, and this episode of The Daily Beans is brought to you by Privacy.com, which saves me time and protects my identity online. Privacy.com lets you shop online using virtual card numbers, protecting your information from the baddies. So every time you shop online, your personal information is made available to merchants and data partners, and if you're shopping on an open Wi-Fi network, your vulnerability is way worse. But Privacy.com is a free tool that helps you manage your finances online without sharing your actual personal and banking information. So here's how it works. Privacy.com encrypts your info using virtual card numbers, so your real banking information is hidden. That way, if a transaction is compromised, it's not your actual card number, so you don't have to cancel your card and do the fraud thing and change your card info like everywhere you have automatic payments. And the best part is that unlike credit cards, Privacy.com does not sell your data to huge vendors. And they have other tools like letting you set spending limits with certain vendors so you can monitor your budget better. So head to Privacy.com slash Daily Beans, D-A-I-L-Y-B-E-A-N-S to sign up and start shopping. And as a special treat for our listeners, new customers will automatically get $5 to spend on your first purchase. Yep, that is free money to use on any online purchase. So go to Privacy.com slash Daily Beans and sign up now. All right, welcome back. A few more headlines. This one's going to piss you off, Jordan. And this is the Betsy DeVos. And she's been held in contempt of court uh, and the education department was fined $100,000. So do you remember, I think you actually reported this story yeah. when she was supposed to stop collecting on student yep. loans from for, from a for-profit college that was stripped of its accreditation and found to have ripped everyone off, right? Yep. But she kept collecting? She did, yeah, and said that it was just actually the firm that they had hired to do the administrative work like that, and it was their fault and their oversight. So they were the ones that were continuing to send notices to these folks saying, you still owe money, send us this money, and we're ultimately accepting it. That's what that's what she, she said. said. <laughs> that's what she said, bro. You know? <laughs> that's the worst. That's the worst that's what up. she said joke yes, ever. That's what she said. <laughs> So this, the judge was pissed, remember, when you when you delivered this story and warned her, like, I could send you to fucking jail, you bitch. But, yeah. like, she didn't say that, obviously. Right. But, uh, uh, and so, you know, she was like, this is so serious that you did this. This is not just an oversight. You did this, like, 19,000 times or something, like, an inordinate yeah. amount of times. And so she has decided to find her in contempt. And she fined the Department of Education $100,000. And at first I thought... That's bullshit. Why are they fining her for my taxpayer dollars? But if you think about it, it's good because it takes the money out of her coffers so she can't use it for evil. Yeah. And puts it somewhere else, though it'll probably be used for evil there. Yeah. Uh, but at least she can't use it for her evil deeds. That is a positive way of looking at that. But I'm with you. I'm mad nothing personally is happening to her. Like, you, she should be fired or fined or lose her job or go to jail or something. Definitely should lose her job as she should never have had it. <laughs> it's true. It's a long gone. This isn't hope, the reason she should have lost obviously. her job. But it, yeah. at this point, come on. But, well, these are the reasons that she, that we knew were going to happen. You know, when it was like, you have zero vested interest in the well-being of the pillar of education and what that means for people and what the struggle to become educated means and how disadvantaged certain people are from not being able, from being able to get that education. And then you're praying, not only did the string of private universities prey on people 
it also now is especially collecting especially veterans yeah mm-hmm. it also now is collecting money from them fraudulently yeah thousands and thousands of times for yeah. thousands and thousands of dollars someone that gave i would like to believe that anyone that gave a shit about public head or had any sort of experience in it any skin in the game morally there's no way that this would just happen. Let's mm-hmm. just say it just happened. Mm. And what she's saying is true. There's no way that someone with experience in this field would just let that happen. No way. There's no way. You're right. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, I hope she, I don't know, just <laughs> vote. Everyone just vote. Yeah. <clears throat> um, some great reporting from Washington Post. Uh, apparently a company with ties to Trump's brother has received a $33 million contract for courthouse and cell block security. No, the jails, the Trump jails. Yeah, the Trump jails, they're back in the news. Oh my God. Uh, two other rival bidders are protesting and they filed complaints with the Department of Justice. Uh, it's really amazing everything the Department of Justice oversees for this president, isn't it? Mm-hmm. And how broad the bullshit corruption can go. But apparently the company awarded the contract failed to disclose that one of its pre- one of the president's closest living relatives stood to benefit from the transaction. There is now a stop work order on the contract and no money has been spent and, and it won't until the issue is resolved. The Department of Justice Inspector General has yet to initiate a review of this matter, probably because he's busy trying to investigate the oranges of the Mueller investigation. <laughs> but that's normal, right? This shit takes months to years, this kind of shit in the government. I've, I've participated in it so not the corrupt part but the the, contracting the the procurement process the procurement process yes we've we've especially in the department that i work in which i haven't talked about and i you know i'm not going to say which department it is but in order to get a contract to get the bids to award one then to go through the fights about because everyone's gonna uh everyone's always gonna you know file a complaint that they didn't get the contract and then you have to and then if there's a problem you have to trash the whole thing and start a whole new Mm -hmm. bidding process again it Mm -hmm. can take years totally um since trump has taken office centripath this is the company has been paid more than six million in government contracts and incidentally the company is 25 25 owned by the donald j trump revocable trust so he stands Mm -hmm. to benefit as well uh all right time for a little schadenfreude All right. Remember the uh, right-wing anti-immigrant and anti-Muslim lady in Tucson that became famous when Alex Kack, better known as Green Shirt Guy, laughed at her during a town hall? Yes. Yeah. Well, she's the one been... that got kicked out? Yeah. Yeah. And he, the Green Shirt Guy's laughing at her? Yeah. Well, she was arrested in Arizona for identity theft, <laughs> apparently having stolen an elderly victim's hotel points to make hotel reservations in Northern California to attend a music festival. Mm-hmm. She created a giant scene at the police station, kicking and screaming because she believes she's above the law and did not want to be treated like a criminal. Her name is Jennifer Harrison, and she's a white supremacist, and now she's got a mugshot. Wow. That's all she was That's all she was screaming is that she didn't want to be treated like a criminal. She wasn't even saying, I didn't do it. Yeah. <laughs> she was just saying. <laughs> My crime was a white-collar crime. Don't treat me like a blue-collar criminal. Yeah. <laughs> Oh my gosh, that's really sad and totally a form of elder abuse. And I just, I, I wish I would be able to see Alex Cack laughing at this. Oh yeah, because I'm sure he is. Uh, thank you, green shirt guy, uh, for that. So that is our show for today. Um, any final thoughts? Um, I love Nashville. Yeah, Nashville itself has been really cool. We saw a crazy podcast today that we stepped in on. It was was it a podcast? I think it was a podcast because there was a sign that said "Podcast Row" 
I think, or oh, something. Oh, okay. Yeah, so I'm pretty sure it is a podcast. But I don't even know if I want to relive it. It was just a total mind-numbingly incompassionate look at trans rights in the military, which AG feels especially passionate about. <laughs> and I may or may not have... I will not go into. I may or may not have worked on a lot of things that have to do with that. Right. And, yes. And it was just... Uh, it was really crazy and got really heated. And I guess what that means for my final thoughts are to show up when you can and know when to leave conversations when you cannot yeah yeah anymore because I think the that only was a very I, triggering podcast for a lot of a i lot had of people. shouted at them because yes. they referred to caitlin jenner as bruce, bruce yeah, and i said her. her name is caitlin i and you like you said i don't like her right but her name is caitlin and and th- and these are because uh, they were against having uh, uh trans people serve openly in the military mm-hmm. but they said they were pro-trans rights they have a lot of transgender friends one of them was a cross-dressing gay man on stage saying yes. this. yep and to call to use uh their dead name mm-hmm. to use her dead name and then it was just absolutely the most horrific thing and then the quote-unquote woman who identified she her born a female mm-hmm. a cis woman mm-hmm. uh, yeah. was like well, I'm a real woman, and that's different. Yep. And 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 we're and we're like looking at each other, like, what the fuck did you just say? Mm-hmm. Like, <gasps> yeah. And then there's also another woman who is a trans woman that's next yeah, to her, uh-huh. just having zero issues with the shit that she's saying. Yeah, that's with, so incredible. With the dead name and the real woman comment, right? Both of yeah, both of them. But instead, blaming liberals mm-hmm. for the prosecution of trans people mm-hmm. she blamed the transgender woman blamed li- the liberal left ideology for the drug problem within the trans community yes that's what is our fault in case you didn't know guys yeah <laughs> i'm sorry as laugh, if you didn't but... probably already experience an immense amount of guilt <laughs> right <clears throat> now there's that so you just put that, that in your guilt backpack yeah i know that there's Carry transgender women out there who think it's all our fault also put that in your guilt backpack yeah uh, she uh, couldn't uh and then it's like as i'm a uh, cis, you're like uh. yeah i'm a cis you know queer woman but i'm not trans and it's so hard to sit there and try to respectfully engage in any sort of back and forth with her because I'm not trans. Mm-hmm. So there's just a blatant, you know, blind spot that I have in that conversation. But I just know she's fucking raw. Yeah. The, the, and, <laughs> I just said to sit And the there. blind spots make me sad. And, the, and then, of course, there was the guy who said, I, who the I hate liberals guy. Oh, yeah. That guy was interesting. Yeah, there's a t-shirt, a t-shirt company called... I I hate liberals dot was it org or I don't com? know, but I don't want to. Don't I hate liberals dot gov dot <laughs> gov. <laughs> oh, we hate liberals. It oh, was, we it was ha- a much more communal feeling of. Oh, disdain. good. Okay, we so togetherness dot com togetherness. Oh, thank you, Amanda. Here she has a picture of one of their shirts. Liberals hate Donald Trump. Liberals hate capitalism. Liberals hate freedom. Liberals hate guns. Liberals hate Christians. Liberals hate white people. Liberals hate men. Liberals hate the unborn. Yeah. When you say the unborn, that makes it sound like a demon. It sounds, yeah, it sounds like the walking dead, right? Like <laughs> The unborn. Mm. Like, yeah, I do hate that shit. We weren't created naturally. We're not of this earth. Ugh. The unborn. Like the undead, right? Oh. Yes. 
They tried to break out into the real world, and God said, nay. They will remain unborn. <laughs> anyway. It's souls in the guff for eternity. The unborn. Eternally unborn. Um, and then at the end, they round out the shirt by saying, this is why we hate liberals. Period. Okay. They throw in the only period of the shirt is at that. It's very Hammurabi eye for an eye, hate for a hate kind of situation. <laughs> yes, it is. And then it ends it out with weheliberals.com. Oh my god. TM. Was, they have a TM in the period in case anyone was trying to steal that URL from them. Oh, it's trademarked? <laughs> yeah. You own the URL. You don't have to trademark uh, it. Yeah, look, right? That's what they did, didn't they? That's what that is? Yeah. Oh, they put a trademark in the in dot. In the period. Okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> oh, yeah. Let's see. Conservatives hate Barack Obama. Conservatives hate access to adequate care. Conservatives, <laughs> conservatives hate freedom. I'll keep that one. Uh, conservatives hate. The guy's head almost exploded when I told him I was a veteran. Yes. Oh God, yeah. Let's see. Oh yeah. Conservatives hate liberals with guns because that just throws their argument to shit, and they hate that shit. Okay, Con- so that makes no sense. Mm-hmm. Conservative. This is. I'm just amending the T. Oh, okay. Be. I yeah. got gotcha. you. I yeah, got gotcha. you. Yeah conservatives hate there was a dick sucking conversation we had as well that was interesting yes yeah yes 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 yeah let's see i think i I think i said i'd hate suck a dick or something like that i don't know yeah i don't yes (laughs) that sounds like a either or scenario i don't hate men i suck (laughs) (laughs) um my favorite part of this trip um by far was an amazing dinner we had last night with uh us that you know um, amanda me and jordan and of course jason our ceo was there for our network and steph miller was there and malcolm nance and his daughter and uh jennifer rubin the blogger uh and ellie eli ellie ellie new mm-hmm. york city mm-hmm. oh he's so great um and let's see who else was there joe Joe wine banks you said steph miller and maya wiley and steph miller yeah Mm -hmm. it was just so great and And then joe wine banks had a really lovely friend who was with her and i can't Mm -hmm. for the life of me remember her name name either but she was amazing and then of course after when we get back to the hotel we run into donna brazil and 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 maya and i and hung out with her and spoke with her for a while just really what a great politicon yeah and some people are like what do you go to that shit for i'm like that's why oh yeah that's why i go yeah it's such a nice feeling of like solidarity that everybody has as soon as they see each other and harry Lippman was there too from, yes um, and all these talking folks that come to this they're working so hard every day around the clock constantly just resisting in their own ways and so for there to be a thing where everyone can come together and sort of showcase that activism together on one stage is, is pretty cool it was yeah so that's my final thought. Thank you for that amazing dinner. Dinner of my life so far. And uh, what a great group of people, resistors, brains. It was just wonderful. Mm-hmm. So I'm glad you guys could come with that. Yeah, totally. All right. That is it. So please take care of yourselves. Take care of each other. Take care of the planet. Take care of your mental health. I've been AG. I've been Jordan Coburn. And them's the beans. The Daily Beans is executive produced and directed by AG and Jordan Coburn and engineered and edited by Mackenzie Mazell and Starburns Industries. Our marketing manager, executive assistant, production and social media direction is Amanda Reeder. Fact-checking and research by AG, Jordan Coburn, and Amanda Reeder. 
Our music is written and performed by They Might Be Giants. Our web design and branding are by Joel Reeder with Moxie Design Studios. And our website is dailybeanspod.com.